All right, so let's begin, shall we? Hey, what's up, Anthony? Hmm? Oh, hey. What's up? How you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing. Yeah. You didn't even know we were live because I couldn't see you. You no. couldn't see the screen because I'm <clears throat> I'm a ninja like that. So, yeah, listen, I appreciate y'all coming and tuning in, joining us, hanging out. And uh, I guess we're back on YouTube until I get another community strike. And more than likely, we'll get another one now because we might be talking about some <laughs> Especially topics. Especially after tonight. <laughs> YouTube doesn't like. And uh, I was careful not to uh, put it into the description. And somebody said I could adjust the settings and make it where it won't even do a transcript of our show so there ain't no telling we'll figure it out yeah i don't know all i know is is that i had a, a great conversation with uh, uh censorship sucks over on mines uh so he's going to be putting that out i think within the day or two and then we just did our very first uh music video reaction of tom mcdonald's canceled mm, so see. that'll be coming out in the next day or two we as well see all right so let's get this party Something started different. traitors and drama queens and liars oh my Tonight, Anthony and Daniel discussed. That's well, me and you, right? It's me and you. I'm just going to read it straight off. The Hi, thing. Daniel. So How we discuss a number of well interwoven topics to include the latest viral article from Time Magazine, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. We'll oh. also cover AOC's big old alligator tears, as well as the teen Jackson Reffitt who turned his father into the FBI for attending a DC rally. Stay tuned for all that and more tonight on the Unframe of Mind show. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind Show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. Question for you. You have a quick question for me. Yeah. We don't have time for questions. We've I, got a lot to cover, man. As no time. stupid as AOC is, can you imagine how she is in bed? No. Why, why would why would I want to waste my time doing that? Same question as why I want to know why people, you know, vote this broad into into office. It doesn't make any sense. Probably because they imagine what she's like in bed and think, hey, if I vote for her, there's a chai of a chance. Not really. There's a chance. No, there's not. There's still a chance. No. Oh. All right. So before we get started, I'm um, welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind Hi, show guys. where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom. My name is Daniel Wagner. Anthony. Yeah. That guy Anthony yeah that guy so and uh, tonight we've got a number of topics to hit on and it's going to be a pretty interesting show I believe so we'll see what happens um but before we get started on the show I do want to uh cover a little something on the phobismist and phobismist. maybe expand your knowledge on the things that you're supposed to be offended by so teach me something phobismist 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 and tonight on The Phobismist, we're going to explain to you why you should be offended by the English language. Fuck, I suck Yes, folks, the English language, that problematic series of letters, sounds, and numbers that make it rather offensive to uh, just say anything in public without pissing somebody off. So, tonight, I deem the entire English language offensive. And the reason for that is because, you know, the English language, Anthony, if you didn't know... It has certain words like the obvious N-word. You know, that's a thing. Um, we, we've also got a number of slang terms for, for Hispanics and Mexicans and things like that that become rather problematic as well. And, well, I think the way to solve that problem, because everything seems to be guilt by association nowadays. You know, if I had a racist on our show, then by, ex by extension, we're also racist. That's how these things work. So, yes. with that logic in mind, if the... 
English language contains offensive words, then rather than try to just get rid of the offensive words and berate people for saying the words, we're just going to berate people for using the English language, period, because by extension, it's it's racist. The English language is racist and it's a colonial and, and, and it's a bunch of colonialists. You know, it represents all of the colonial behavior that's happened over all the centuries and just the, the, the complete vanishing and vanquishing of tribes and native peoples. And it's just it's sad. It's it's I think we get rid of the English language. What do you think? We'll go to pig Latin. We could do pig Latin. I think that's probably OK. <laughs> but even pig Latin is kind of kind of really just English language wrapped in it. Most people speak it anyways. I yeah, mean, it's, hell, it's, you got Ebonics and all this other crap. I mean, it's you got yeah, Northerners, yeah, Southerners, are, are all, Californians and Floridians and it. Midwesterners and, and people from Yellowstone. But, but, but the problem is all of those things are derivatives of the English language and by association yeah. are offensive as well. Yes. So I think from this point forward, we're going to do the entire show in some language other than the English language. So stay doing? tuned for that. Are we really going to do that? Of course we are. Fuck. But, I wasn't prepared what, for that. No, what I have is I've installed real-time translators, and we've actually been doing the whole show in, in, in Chinese. Mandarin. <laughs> That's pretty fucking racist. <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing the entire show in Mandarin this entire time, but because of our instant translation technology, it comes through in, our, in, in what you guys can understand. Even though you guys are still using that racist language, at least now you guys will be able to understand us. So, you know. Learn, learn uh, Mandarin, learn Spanish. It doesn't matter. What, okay. Whatever language you learn, it'll translate for you. That's just how this works. Okay. So, <laughs> ah, you know what? I can't see shit. I can't see the chats at all. That's really small. Why is that so small? You made it small. I didn't do anything. No, she made me small, but. <laughs> You're hilarious. He's a funny guy. Funny guy, man. Funny guy. We're here to have a fun conversation. There it is. So, so Ross says English is a German language descended from most closely old Frisian. Frisian? Not a romantic language like French. So it's obviously racist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's you're you're catching on. You're catching on. Very good. All right. So, um, the big the big story of the night is this this uh, Time magazine article. A buddy of mine sent it to me this morning. And uh, b- before before I can oh even... Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you all right now. What? Get comfortable in your in your couch, recliner, or wherever you're listening to this show. We're going to break this article down. So it's it's uh, it's going to be a lengthy yeah. show. <laughs> so, I'll try to make it entertaining so, for you guys. So I might, you know, rub on Daniel a little bit. <laughs> you getting a little chubby? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Keep rubbing, buddy. No, that's so, all right. <laughs> it's okay. So, I made this earlier. <laughs> Um, I didn't even make it out of bed this morning, and I made this meme <laughs> based on that article. So it should be fun. Just uh, has the Ginyu Force from Dragon Ball Z, and and the purple guys saying, "Yeah, we rigged the election, and there's nothing you could do about it." And then little green guys saying, "Well, actually, we didn't rig it; we fortified it." <laughs> wow! And all the characters are labeled "quote unquote" honest media outlets, big tech, left wing advocacy groups, Congress, AFL CIO, and the Chamber of Commerce. A lot of fun players in this amazing game you know um, when most of us are in bed you know we're, we're doing the nasty we're we're not at, not at, we're, not we're, no pornificate not is what like, we're doing not at like 10 in the morning when you're just crawling out of bed that's just not a thing dude yet. morning wood is like the best thing to have but in the meantime in the meantime not daniel daniel's over here doing memes not me bro <laughs> not me bro i just make memes that's what i do for a living 
So we have this this uh, video to play. You know, I, I'm sure you guys have heard this. Of this is so cringeworthy. Oh my god! All, uh, all this stuff is so hilarious. I mean, we talk is. we talk about this game of political theater and yeah. whatnot, and and it's just it's so much fun to poke fun at these guys. It's too easy. And this this uh, video I'm getting ready to play for you is no exception. I mean, th- this is this yeah. is a uh, uh, Rashida Talib on the on the House floor giving this emotional speech. AOC comes to comfort her. It, it's so touching. Each Should've one been. paralyzed me each time. <laughs> so what happened on January 6th, all I could do was thank Allah that I wasn't here. I felt overwhelming relief, and I feel bad for Alexandria so many of my colleagues that were here. But as I saw it, I thought to myself, thank God I'm not there. Wait, did she just say thank God I'm not there? Just a minute ago she says thank Allah. And then just now she says, thank God. That's weird. I don't think anybody caught on that. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just saying, if I saw this performance on one of our, you know, TV shows that we watch sometimes, that maybe, maybe I would say that that person needs fired because I'm not buying the performance. <laughs> I just want to go around to the people that voted these women into office with this stamp that says stupid and just stamp it on their forehead and leave. Yeah. No, My racist. team and I decided at that point we'd keep the death threats away. Uh-huh. We'd try to report them, document them, to keep them away from me. Yes. Because it just paralyzed me and all I wanted to do oh my God. was come here and serve the people no, that you raised me. No, you <laughs> so no. so you, you come there to serve the people. You understand what kind of job you're getting into. You are in a position. You're going to piss off a lot of people. And yet you're up there giving us these big alligator tears. I just wanted to do my job. Like, <laughs> bitch, calm down. Like, we got we got problems. We got real issues that are not getting addressed. <laughs> Nobody threatened your life. Nobody threatened your life. The people that told my mother who only had eighth grade. She can't look. Did you see her clicking the shit? She she can't even tell her own story without screwing it up. She's like, gotta, okay, what was the next? What was the next thing I was supposed to say? Education. You see that? That she deserves human. She dignity. keeps looking at her notes. Like, dude, come on. You if if okay. If this was genuine, you're gonna speak from the heart. You are gonna just wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, right? And you're, you're just gonna go with the raw emotions. That's what people are connected to, not shit you've pre-written and you're reading from, and, and now you throw in the crocodile tears, and you expect me to sit here and feel bad. You expect me to feel like your your life is in jeopardy. No, this is this is political theater at its finest. I'm giving <laughs> no, y'all no, an upside down even, grant. Or, it's not uh, even at Emmy. its finest. <laughs> it's not even at its finest. It's just really, political theater, like obvious political theater. It's so hilarious. Ross says, y'all being toxic and right now. Good. Well, of course we're doing it right now. Um, I mean, like you you were saying, like for me, if something truly traumatic happened to me, I'm not going to need to look at notes to remember what next my next line is. I'm not I'm 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 not going to have to continuously look down at my screen to remember what I'm supposed to say. No, I'm going to be looking your ass right in the eyes and I'm going to deliver the most compelling shit you ever heard. And you're going to know that I experienced that shit and you're going to know that I went through it. You're going to know that that happened to me and I am not lying. And even if even if it didn't happen to me. I'm going to at least prepare enough before I go on the house floor so that I don't have to look at my notes so that I can pretend I'm looking you in the eye and acting like I really felt this. Oh, so ridiculous. So much fun. <laughs> Here we go. Is this even worth listening all the way through? Many urging me. No, no, not anymore. But that being said, you know, then, then you got AOC. What'd she do? Like an hour and a half video. 
I don't even where, know. Where she's talking about this traumatic experience and this and that. And then you got Tim Pool coming out saying, I am going to say, even at the risk of being sued, she is lying. 100%. No doubt she is lying. And here's why. And he listed out, late, late listed out the reasons why. Didn't she do something at the border where she was in an empty parking lot? And she kind of gave this same theatrical spill well, about here's the, the thing. illegal here's aliens. The thing. She, she knows what plays well for the camera. She knows what plays well for the camera. She's good at that. And she's not she's not authentic. But anybody who wants to follow her and uh, likes her views, yeah. they're not going to take the time. It doesn't matter. So the only the only subject. OK, this is from a uh, Daily Mail. The only subject she really cares about herself. Tucker Carlson accuses AOC of being a narcissist for her lies about cowering in fear during the Capitol riot. And a few quick bullet points. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says she feared for her life during the Capitol riot. She also revealed an Instagram post that she was a quote-unquote survival of sexual assault. What? Uh, you know, if, if, if... What did I have to do with the Capitol? Uh, exactly. So AOC compared that. those who denied her Capitol story to abusers who manipulate. Carlson was unsurprised... Unsp- Bearing, accusing her of lying to manipulate younger viewers. There she is again, he says, wallowing around like uh, wallowing around in Lake Me, the Fox host said last night. Narcissism on parade, the perfect symbol of a culture dying from self-involvement. We said that before and we've laughed as we did, but actually it's not funny. People will believe this crap. Some already do. So that's that's kind of what I want to hit on is like, you know, what do you, what do you say? The, the narcissism on. Yeah, narcissism on parade. Uh, the perfect symbol of a culture dying from self-involvement. Right. And it's like, we, we, we were talking about this before the show earlier, is like how, you know, you, everything you see on display on in, in the government sphere, political sphere, is not, it, it's an end result of a long line of things that happen. There's a lot of parallels between what you see in government and what you see in the family. Right. All of this starts in the family. You have a family structure that where the mom and dad you know, are in charge. They hit the children. They take care of everything. They infantilize everybody. They, they, they don't let the kid, you don't teach the kids how to be self-sufficient. And then before you know it, you have a, people expecting their government to recreate that same environment. You know, if you, if you've got mom and dad hover helicopter parenting and hovering over you and babying you and protecting you from everything, then it's no surprise that a, a decade or two later, once all this starts, our government is expected to do the same thing. Hmm. All this stuff, just all we're seeing in the political sphere is a direct uh, projection on the wall of what happens in the household, what happens in the family. You got to quit playing with that. Crap. There it goes. Yeah. See, we got it. Yeah, well. There you go. Just wiggle it. You'll get it. All right. While he's playing with that. Um, I do want to play this. Uh, so it, from International Business Times, did AOC lie about having a near-death experience at the U.S. Capitol during the riots? So right-wing social media users claimed Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was exaggerating her traumatic encounter during the riots. What? Is it? Yeah. Can y'all hear me now? Oh, yeah. Yep, there it is. Don't touch it. Soft, subtle voice. All right, we'll try another chord tomorrow Welcome or back. later. All right, so uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. nearly a month after the January sixth attack on the U.S. Capitol by a mob of Trump supporters, U.S. Representative AOC recalled being terrified for her life during the invasion last month in an Instagram live session on February first. 
I don't care about that video. Get it out of here. Okay, during the retelling of her traumatic experience, Ocasio-Cortez said she was in her office around the time the clashes took place and heard a loud, violent banging on her office door. She recalled hiding behind a bathroom door in her office, fearing for her life, as the person at the door shouted, Where is she? Ocasio-Cortez said she did not know at the time, but the person asking for her whereabouts was actually a Capitol Police officer. She said she evacuated herself with a staffer to another building. Is that a woman kissing on another woman over there? No, it's like somebody's back. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. French police raid 81-person booze-fueled orgy for violating COVID-19 curfew. Well, suddenly I'm interested in that. <laughs> we just let's check this out. We just went way off script. Wait, wait, this. wait a minute. I want to know what yeah, this, this is, is about. This is not something I was prepared for tonight. So. <laughs> uh, don't read it. Read it. I oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading this it. This is the first time I was just letting you get your giggles out. <laughs> so a total of 80... <laughs> total of 81 people were fined for violating the curfew and three people believed to have organized the orgy were detained for questioning. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so, Where do you join this frat party? No, nah, I know, right? Okay, okay so I mean, if, I mean, if you're going to get arrested for violating COVID-19 curfews, it might as well be. You might as well go out like with a bag. Like, y'all, I am counting on you guys. Like, we need puns. Why Why is this story not entered my purview until I'm live doing it? Like, you, y'all got to step up your game. Oh, this is so unscripted. Oh, I love this. Okay, so what, what else What oh, else? Are happened? you suggesting that our show is scripted, sir? Well, not scripted, but it is Just outlined with bullet points. mildly outlined. That's it. <laughs> Like, that's not a script. You can't read that for an hour. That is not a script make. And half of that, half of that is just links for the show that I just have on every page. So shut up. We went from Democrats and Republicans to orgies. Yeah. Like, I've, oh my God. So an 81 person orgy at a French warehouse was broken up by police last Friday because it breached coronavirus regulations. <laughs> According to the Independent, the sex party was raided by police at a warehouse in the Collegian, which is about 20 miles outside Paris. Of course it's in France. Of course it is. French police received a tip-off. <laughs> French, re- French police received a tip-off of a party taking place. Of a party taking place, I will. We'll get through this on Friday night in the Parisian suburb by locals. When officer, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Police received a tip off of a party taking place. Hold up, who is the negative Nancy? Why would, the fuck going would to, you want to break up an orgy? What? I mean, come on. I bet you this was somebody that was ugly. It was probably sin, a Karen. Didn't it hasn't in, been laid in ten years. Yes, did not get invited. <laughs> nobody was going to invite Karen. Nobody. You know what? But Karen would get her revenge. Karen would get oh these people God, prosecuted for violating. Over here. <sighs> when officers arrived, okay. When officers arrived at the scene around nine p.m., they found eleven people in the parking lot, who, who they fined one hundred and sixty-two USD for violating the country's coronavirus curfew, which restricts movement between six a.m. and six p.m. To mitigate the spread of the virus. At 11 p.m., <laughs> the officers obtained legal permission to enter the warehouse and found that a large number of people were engaging in sexual activity. The sex party also featured booze, sound systems, and light installations. <laughs> are you shitting me? This says... This it says, sounds like a rave. Look, this says orgy, orgies are super spreader events. <laughs> I didn't remember seeing that on the CDC. 
It doesn't fall within the guidelines. <laughs> that didn't, I do not. Listen, if the CDC says orgies are super spreader events, then I will comply. But until well, how then. How do we even finish the show tonight after this? No, oh it's my all good. God. It's all good. It's all good. So orgies, orgies between consenting adults is legal in France, but violating COVID-19 regulations is not. <laughs> Oh, I need a minute. I need a cigarette after this conversation. <laughs> oh boy, this gets even better. Okay, so keep reading. So, according to the Daily Mail, warehouse orgies generally involve people swapping partners or turning up alone to find new ones. Turning wait a minute, turning up alone. Yeah, yeah, people just to sh- find show up to find a new partner at an orgy. <laughs> turning like, up alone. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to an orgy, you know, I, I feel like I need to bring a friend. You know, I can't just show up alone. That just feels rude. <laughs> like I need to bring a bottle of wine and a friend. You know. Oh, I thought you said loan. Yeah, I alone. was like, alone. who are we alone. loaning out so, here? So, um, <laughs> so therefore, these can turn into super spreader events, which can infect hundreds, if not dozens, more. <laughs> That's a new one we're gonna start using a super Wait, spreader. Wait, who, who wrote this? <laughs> You can infect hundreds, if not dozens more. Isn't it supposed to be, it could infect dozens, if not hundreds more? Yes. Hello? Oh. A total of 81 people were fined for violating the curfew, and three people believed to have organized the orgy were detained for questioning. Quote, the event was in breach of the curfew, and therefore were also problems with masks and social distancing. <laughs> I'll bet there was. <laughs> I bet there was. Okay, Mr. Captain Obvious. Those Thank you for pointing the, that out for us. Those involved in the party cooperated with the police, and there was no resistance to the police. So, a 25-man orgy busted by Belgian police. Whoa, whoa, you said 25-man orgy? 25-man. Okay. It was a gay sex no, party? No, 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 this is, no. This is not the first time over the past few weeks that a European orgy breaking lockdown rules is grabbing headlines. In December, a 25-man gay sex party. Oh, God. A 25-man gay sex party was raided by police. Oh, boy. That's a sausage fest. That is a sausage <laughs> <laughs> Okay, police received complaints of a nighttime disturbance. <laughs> when, they, when they arrived at the location to investigate, they found 24 naked men at the gathering, which was attended by diplomats, including an anti-gay Hungarian lawmaker. <laughs> I can't even no more. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. No. <laughs> this show just went completely on the fucking rails. I can't even. <laughs> Krista in the comment section said, I wonder what a socially distanced orgy looks like. Oh, you throwing hot dogs at each other. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I can't even finish the show Holy shit. Oh goodness. How do you even fall? How do you even segue from this? I, you don't. You just don't. We just we're just gonna cut it up and make it two separate shows. Oh my god. <laughs> Rico says, Hi, my name is Johnny Raincloud and I'd like to report a super sexy orgy. <laughs> it is so goddamn hot in here. I know. Bombarding up. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have so much to This is great. Oh, this was completely unexpected. Is there unexpected. more to this story? No, that was it. Oh, fuck. Okay, good. Yeah, but he did... Uh, to finish the story, that Hungarian lawmaker, the anti-gay, he resigned from his position in the wake of the scandal. You think? I hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is so much fun. It is better than Paula... Oh, I don't want to go back to this broad. No, we're not going back to her. No. Oh. All right, folks, that's it for tonight. Okay, Thanks now listen, for listen, listen. I, those are the articles I want to cover. 
Well, apparently I, we know what I wanted to cover. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need y'all to like hook me up with these articles because I don't ever find them. This, is, <sighs> this was just an, a complete. I saw that. That's what intrigued yeah, me. You saw, ne- like, you saw naked something. We never talk about sex on the show. I know that, it. Now I probably know why we don't. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> more than more than likely, if we did, oh we'd God. end up with we'd end up with a, a, an orgy consisting of our own, you know, subscribers, which would be like twenty five dudes and one chick. That'll be fun. And my mom. That'll be a fun orgy, actually. So let's go for on back who? To, hmm, what <laughs> for who? <Yeah. laughs> Lady Dilla says, and on that note, and on that note, right? That was that was entertaining. How do we even? I can't. I'm not even gonna finish the AOC story. That's just boring. Anyway, yes. Let's fuck now. Now let's let's go somewhere else. All right. So I do. I do. This is one I had say for last week. So I do want to cover this because this kind of speaks to again the breakdown of the family unit. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right here for a minute. My mind is not gonna be here for the rest of the show. Go ahead. Dude, just I'm gonna be looking for sexual innuendos and puns all night long. <laughs> I got a boy about his. I got a story about a boy and his father. <sighs> Have fun with the innuendo there, buddy. All right. I'd rather talk about bestiality than that shit. Go yeah, ahead. no, it, it's all right. It's all right. <sighs> no. So, um, this 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 story, uh, <laughs> it struck it struck me in a number of ways. And there's a reason. I for bet this. it did. Yeah. So, teen speaks out. <laughs> After alerting FBI about father's alleged role in the U.S. Capitol siege, saying, saying it's okay to come forward. Oh, dude, I don't know. If, did you even hear the story? Honestly, I, I, no, I did. Okay, so you're gonna you're you're gonna flip your lid. I'm telling you, you're gonna flip your lid. I gotta get through this pretty quick because we still need to cover this last article. <coughs> wow, I thought I hit the button, dude. I can't recall last time I laughed that hard. There oh we my. Go. Uh. It's been a while. Oh, isn't it? That's going to be a fun clip to clip up. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. For yeah. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. <sighs> that's what we're about. Have some fun. Have some serious. Have, some have a little. Have a little everything. An orgy. I mean, I mean, I, hey, get down. You know, tonight. I wonder. I wonder how many people we could get, get to subscribe to our tonight. channel if we had an orgy. What? I wonder how many people we could get to subscribe to our channel if we hosted weekly weekly orgies instead of weekly Zoom calls. Okay, and and the way you the way you're allowed to attend these orgies is if you uh, support us at the you know some two hundred dollars a month or something. <laughs> they call that prostitution. My <laughs> you friend. can attend our weekly. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a subscription model. Hey. <laughs> subscription model. What, what do you call a whore that doesn't take money? What's that? A non-profit organization. <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> Hey, motherfucker, I got jokes too. <laughs> All right, I heard another one. I heard another one here. Okay. All right. It's so small to part as we see it. So a Nazi walks into a bar. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Nazi walks into a bar. You ready? Okay. Nazi walks into a bar. He sees a Jew sitting up at the bar. Shit. He gets kind of mad. OJ? No, no. So he oh. gets he sees, he's a, sees a Jew sitting in the bar, bar. He gets a little mad. He gets a little mad. He said, All right. I'm going to buy a round of drinks for everybody in this bar, except for that Jew over there. So drinks are passed around. Everybody's having a good time. And he looks over at the Jew and the Jew's just sitting there, just, just smiling, just hanging out. Ro-ro. Yeah. Well, pissed off. The Nazi says, you know what? I want, I want a, a round of your best wine. Everybody, everybody except for that Jew over there. So the wine gets passed around. Everybody's getting a little schnockered. And <laughs> after a while, he kind of peeks over his shoulder and he looks and he's, 
son of a bitch. If the Jew ain't sitting over there just smiling, just kind of gives the guy a little wave like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so he's even more angry. The Nazi then says, all right, you know what? I want, I want your most expensive whiskey and I want a shot for everybody in the bar except for that Jew over there. And of course, drinks are passed out. And the, the Nazi's like, yeah, they got him this time. Got him this time. He looks over and, and the Jew is just grinning from ear to ear. And he's just like, he's like winking at him, giving him the finger guns and stuff. And the guy's like, he walks over to the bartender. He says, what the hell's up with this Jew down here? Is he stupid or something? And the bartender says, no, nah, he ain't stupid. That guy owns the bar. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <sighs> anyway... What's going on in the chat? Yeah, Lady Della got that one early too. She says, "Let me guess, that you owns the bar." Yeah, I got, I got the, I got the punchline after the first round of drinks. I was like, I know where this is going. Pull up chat so I can read. I can't see. The oh, small sorry, chat small chats. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, yeah, he owns the bar. Okay, scroll up a little bit. <laughs> they were just trying to guess where the story was going. Oh, uh, something happened. Uh, similar happened to a woman who was reported by her daughter. Not even surprised by stories like this. Uh, Rico says, by the way, I'm, I'm handing out super cheap back alley anal swab. Ooh. Okay. Um, Clicks hey, hit me up after the show. Huh? Unsubscribe. Somebody hit or typed out, click unsubscribe. <laughs> still have the best jokes. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> Silly redhead says she still has the best jokes. All right. So I'm going to roll into this story here. Teen speaks <laughs> out. Let me try this again. So you can clip it up as an individual link. So. <sighs> Teen speaks out after alerting FBI about father's alleged role in U.S. Capitol siege, saying it's okay to come forward. I'm going to play a little bit of this clip here so you can get a sense of what's going on there. In the aftermath of the Capitol riot, a Texas teenager is speaking about why he says he tipped off the FBI about his father, who was facing federal charges connected to the riot. T.J. Holmes has that story for us. Good morning, T.J. Hey, good morning to you, Robin. You said it right there, a family torn apart. And why? Well, the FBI says a Texas man was at that Capitol siege on January 6th. Then he returned to his Texas home and he told his two teenage kids, don't turn me into authorities because if you do that, you'll be a traitor and traitors get shot. Ooh. He was all over the news. You could. I'm really upset that they didn't say allegedly. Because that is allegedly, that is what the kid said his dad said. Doesn't mean it's what he actually said, right? Anyway. So what if I said I knew somebody that went to the Capitol? I don't know. As long as I don't threaten you with your life, I guess. <laughs> Continue. You see him, his blue coat, his helmet, his GoPro, his bulletproof vest. It was all there. The man in the blue coat is Guy Reffitt. Caught on camera taking part in the siege at the Capitol. Looks like he's and taking part in was there, drinking son, some water. His 18-year-old Jackson, says he was receiving real-time text updates from his uh, dad. What kinds of things was he saying? What was his tone to you? He was enthusiastic. He was through the roof. Wow. Yeah. It, it was pretty surreal to hear mm. him talk like, as if this was something that is going to save our family. But Jackson says the opposite happened, and his family has been torn apart. According to FBI documents, after Reffitt returned from the siege, he allegedly told his wife and children, if you turn me in, you're a traitor, and you know what happens to traitors. Traitors get shot. Did you think your dad would hmm. hurt you, even kill you? No. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> let's get this straight. The, from the kid's own mouth. He never felt like he was in danger. He didn't think his dad would actually do it. 
He just said that his dad said these things. I don't know, because maybe he did say them, or maybe because it just gave the story some more flavor. Who knows? He didn't think he was going to get shot. He is now. (laughs) Right? No. I think the way he's been manipulated into thinking by these extremist groups and what's been fed to him was worrying enough that I don't know what he was going to do next. Guy Reffitt was arrested and is facing federal charges related to that insurrection at the Capitol. Jackson is now in hiding, cutting ties with his family, who are upset with him, he says, after he called the FBI tip line weeks before... He looks like a little soy boy is what he looks like. Mm, It gets better. I have all these people telling me that it's my dad's decision. He did what he, he did, but that I still feel responsible. The FBI would not confirm the tip line call from Jackson, but Reffitt's wife told investigators he's part of a group called the Three Percenters, a far-right militia group, according to the affidavit. Reffitt's wife, Nicole, tells ABC News, Guy is a loving husband, devoted father, loyal friend, and passionate patriot. Okay, so uh, that's about enough of that, that. that. That just tells you what you need to know right there. You know, you can be passionate about your country and all of a sudden you're far-right. Right. So basically, what what, what this I'm, little shithead needs to, somebody did, needs to stomp a mud hole okay, in his ass. Okay, did did you did you catch what he said though? He said the, the the since he's been like indoctrinated or brainwashed basically by the stuff that he's been watching and stuff. Yeah, and like okay, when you were eighteen, you felt like you kind of knew everything, didn't you? Yeah, you felt like you yeah. just can conquer the world. We yeah. all did. We all felt like right. we knew everything. And here's the problem: this little kid don't know shit. He's no. not even old enough to understand that he don't know shit yet. He is probably one who's been brainwashed by the things that he watches, but doesn't even realize it yet. He looks like a little cuck. I'm just going to yeah. It gets it gets even better. But he actually went on talking about how it's destroyed his family, it's destroyed my you know my mother and sister and everything. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finding shit, finding shit. That's not what I wanted. So check this out. So he. Uh, Yes, that's what do you what do you think Thanksgiving Christmas is gonna look like at their household? <laughs> yeah, so he said I put my emotions behind me to do what I thought was right. Who uh weeks before the siege alerted the FBI that his father was planning something big. Whoa. Weeks before the siege alerted the FBI that his father was planning something big. Well, that's oh, a game changer. That's interesting. I thought, see, the way that first story was. Off now, this like guy's he, not. I didn't even catch that before because that first thing where the way he's talking, like he was, he was saying that I saw him there, and then like return. I turned yeah, him in after then that. Turned him in after. Yeah, after my dad, my dad came home and told me about it. No, nah, this right here says that he weeks before the siege alerted the FBI that his father was planning something big. Okay, what what facts do they have of that? To uh, let me see. Yeah, you got me. So two days after the Capitol riot on January uh, January 6th, Jackson Reffitt's father returned to the family house in Texas. He told his son that he had stormed the Capitol, according to the FBI affidavit. Why? Is, I don't... Go away. Stop! Okay. Then his father leveled a threat. If Jackson, 18, reported him to the police, he would have no choice but to do his duty for his country and to do what he had to do. All right. In, in, in interviews mm. with investigators, Jackson's father told him, if you turn me in, you're a traitor, and you know what happens to traitors, traitors get shot. Uh, that's that's what Jackson said his father said. Keep that in mind. But he had already reported his father to FBI weeks before the riot. He would always tell me, he, quote, he would always tell me that he was going to do something big. The younger Mr. Revit said in a phone interview on Saturday, I assumed he was going to do something big, and I didn't know what. 
Uh, Guy Reffitt's wife told investigators after the riot that he was a member of the Three Percenters. We already, we already covered that. Mr. Reffitt uh, said, he said, I just wanted someone to know about his father's threats uh, of doing something big. I didn't know what he was going to do, so I just did anything possible to be on the safe side. Okay, so I want to... Well, how about uh, you just talk to your dad? Yeah. And tell him your concerns? <laughs> so, no, that's that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about, was basically how, you know... This dude I, looks sit- like he had Hello Kitty I'm sitting here on. thinking about, you know, in, in what kind of... What happens that a son gets so far from his father ideologically? You know, I mean, what happens exactly? Well, you got you're fighting the school system. First of all, first of all, you're probably indoctrinated in school system. Yeah, you're around a bunch of other friends that are believing this crap. Um, your relationship with your father, apparently, if if I was to guess, I would say the relationship between the two of them is not good, and probably has been distant or it, probably the worst is is something that's like not even there, like an almost. Uh, yeah, I don't really care if you're here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of putting up with each other and living in the same household, if you will. Right. I, I don't get the sense that there was a strong connection between the family, and that's part of the part of the problem that we keep talking about. Is people are trying to break the family apart. Yeah, they're, they're trying to break down the family unit. We talked about it with BLM organizers back in the day, and it's it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. If if uh, I'm just I'm sitting here thinking, in a million years, I couldn't imagine my own kids turning me into the FBI, especially if I didn't know for sure that my dad, you know, that they were. Uh, sorry, I was already in my next thought. <laughs> I couldn't imagine my Slow kids there, turning Junior. me into the FBI. Um, I couldn't imagine in a million years turning my own father into the FBI. Um, I would turn my father into unless, the FBI. Unless I knew 100% that, that he was doing something illegal. Like like he murdered somebody. Like something really egregious. You know what I'm saying? But going but to a riot... But he was planning something big. Like I mean, that could be... Obviously, storming the Capitol, but it's not in any way saying that he's deliberately going to hurt anybody or kill anybody or plant bombs or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the storming the Capitol thing was kind of big all in itself, you know, so I don't know, man. It just seems like the the relationship between the two of them is they seem ideologically different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. So I, I mean, I do understand. I do understand, you know, growing up trying to be your own man and breaking away from your your parents and trying to be somebody that, that they're not and be, you know, be a, your your own individual. You know, we all we've all gone gone through it. I'm I'm pretty sure I don't remember my mom or my dad ever wearing a spiked dog collar or painting their fingernails black, but I did. It happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we we do these things. Yeah. Um, but it it, it just. Even even with all that, even with the little bit of rebellious nature that I did have and still do have, I, I never would have thought I would I would be in a position of you know, hmm, am I going to turn my parents in over some ideological differences? You know, uh, not even that. Report them way before the fact because I suspected he might be doing something. You know, I don't know, man. That's 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 messed up. And again, now, like I said, I'd like to see how Christmas is going to go. <laughs> yeah, and, and we talked about this. So, so uh, this was, you know, okay. Um, traitors in the family, Stalin's informers. Uh, this was an article from the Daily Mail talking about, you know, back in the Soviet Union. Uh, this teenager was a pioneer. Said a member, a member of the Soviet Youth Movement, a perversion of the Scouts, which has trained its members to believe that. Uh, to inform against the people's enemies represents a high ideal that to betray one's own family was the highest good of all. Now, we do already know that a lot of this crap that's being taught and shoved down people's throats does come from a communistic type of a socialist type 
yeah. mindset, a very Marxist mindset. Mm-hmm. And this was not uncommon for the government to turn your children against the parents in order to make sure they maintain that stranglehold because kids are very impressionable. And then you get sent to school and you're, you're being taught these things and you're like, okay, listen, you, your parents might be good parents, but you know, we just need to know if they're doing anything that might be going against the state. Now let this pledge allegiance to the flag and tell you how great the state is. Yeah. It sounds to me like you have this generation that is now of age that are pushing an older generation out. So you, I think what we're seeing is, is that transition of, you know, probably the last of our generation to exit. And as you see in this younger generation come up, you know, they're so brainwashed. They're so far to the, you know, to the left that, you know, it's going to be a fight probably for the next, you know, five to 10 years um, between our generation and their generation. But here's the thing is we're, we're the ones responsible for raising these kids and, you know, and sending them to these schools and colleges and having to listen to these, you know, uh, far left uh, professors. And, you know, so it's like, man, this is this is going to get uh, probably a lot worse than it is going to get better at this point. So. OK, so this is this is uh, the, what I want to wrap up with on this particular story. Um, where's my button? I don't know. There it is. OK, so a Texas teenager. Oh, Sorry. He, want, he wanted to let others know that it's okay to come forward. I want people to know how awful this political strain can be on certain people. Um, I feel like I should have, uh, I feel like I should have to have the, really? I feel like I sh- should have to have the voice to tell people that it's okay to come forward. Your moral compass is going to be absolutely just the right thing. Your moral compass is going to be absolutely just the right thing. Now, I need, I need, I need, I need y'all to understand this. You want to understand something? You ready to understand something? I'll tell you something. Look at this. Look at this. If if you're okay, so he wants people to know it's okay to come forward, and what everybody else on the internet wants you to also know that it's okay to come forward. Okay, for those of you in the podcast audience, what I'm showing right now is the GoFundMe for Jackson Reffitt's college fund, already funded at one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars. This is incentive. This is incentive is what it is. This is the rest of these morons hearing his story and funding him for it. That's dangerous. <laughs> I told you you're going to flip your lid, didn't I? What you thought? What you thinking? Kids like this need to be shot. People but- who support this shit need to be shot. This ideology to think that this is okay to do, it needs to be eradicated. Big time. I'm not. I'm not for that. I. I'm sorry. I am. I'm not for that because it's not so much a self defense thing. Put me at. Put me. Mark me as an extremist. You know, flag this. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. This. This is the problem I have with this society right now. Is nobody has got the goddamn balls to do something. Everybody wants to talk, but nobody wants to do anything about it. A fucking GoFundMe for his college to set, to put to keep putting him through this system that's going to con- you know that's going to drive this country into the fucking shithole that it's already in but I'm not supposed to say that no don't say that so yeah and I'm just you know the look fuck out okay of here with first that. of all just based on I don't care if we lose subscribers I don't care if people unfriend me or 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 quit following me or unsubscribe I don't give a shit anymore dude 
I don't care. Based on this image alone, I mean, you think about you—you you got your father who is, you know, part of the three percenter, three percenters. He's a patriot. He's going to the Capitol. He's doing his his duty. He feels like he's doing the right thing for the country. I'm not saying got, either one is right or wrong. Right, right. Here. I'm just got, saying this is. How do you get so far apart if your relationship's good? That's what I'm saying. Y'all need to make sure your relationship with your kids is good, man. I, I would hate, I, I don't know, man, I, I would hate to have any of my kids feel like they had to turn me in or to have the ideology shoved down their throat that made them feel like that the right thing to do, that their moral compass is guiding them to turn me into the FBI. Like that is a line too far. <laughs> take it, take him by his hand. And blow off that fucking pinky. Just now, 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 don't take this. No, don't take it too damn serious. I'm not talking I, about killing people. I'm just I, talking about. You I, know, I, know, just, I got, I got you. I got you. But you know, don't don't take it too seriously here. This is obviously just one example of many. I mean, there was uh, example. There was thousands upon thousands of people there that w- attended, and their kids did not turn them in. So I don't want to to give the impression that you know, kids are on mass no, turning their parents. But in. this I just, is I really this to, is a problem that is deep seated within our society. Right. I wanted this to point. Is, this is this is the shit right here that's going to surface out of nowhere. And when it does, we're all going to be sitting around like, oh, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, where did we go wrong? Um, guys, we've been preaching this shit for fucking five goddamn years. And, and you know what? It falls on deaf ears. People want to act like it doesn't exist. It exists. We're showing you that it exists. In order to eradicate a situation and people like this, you have to do something. I don't care what it is. Well, maybe maybe shooting people is not a good idea. But you know what? In history's past, it's shown that it's kind of worked. <laughs> so why would it work now? And here's, here's the thing that I have, the problem with this, is that, you know, if I say something like this, I'm an extremist. I could lose my job. I could do this. I could do that. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. You want to know Why? Because nobody else has got the goddamn galls to stand up and say some shit like this. They don't. You're going to sit here and tell me that this is okay. You're going to sit here and tell me, oh, we just slap them on the wrist and send them back to school and let's keep, you know, force feeding these motherfuckers all this shit, right? That's what we ought to do, you know, and, and I've got to send my daughter to go to these high schools and, and goddamn colleges and, and let her and let her become the next victim of this horse shit to drive this country into a third world shit and show. And if you don't, you're denying your child a, a, an education and you're abusing her. Yeah. What would you do? How would you handle that situation if this was, you know, you came over here to try to do a live show and you find out that one of my kids turned me in? To the FBI for attending because I did. Oh, I'm going to be a hot motherfucker. I did. I did attend the Capitol riots, right? Yeah. I don't. I. I don't know how you solve that. I, and, and here's the thing: I don't think you do solve that. I think this is a problem that's been going for a long, long time. This kid's got so much resentment going up toward his dad, and he claims to love him. And a lot of people who hate their parents claim to love him, and it's sad. And I think we really need to refocus on the definition of love. Because this is not it. This is not. This is not how you love somebody. There's there's something to be said about loyalty to the family to a certain point. You know, loyalty doesn't exist anymore with these little shitheads. They loyal. I, I, they don't understand respect and no, goddamn loyalty. Some, some of them. Some of them. No, there's no dude. I don't believe that shit. Not I believe kids. that there's a large population <laughs> of these little shits that don't understand what respect is. They don't understand what loyalty is. They don't even know what even if it smacked them in the goddamn face, mm-hmm. they're not going to know what that shit is. Yeah, you're right. You and I there, are loyal. There, there we understand what loyalty is. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, I'm not going to say is, this. Not. This is this is not loyalty, dude. No, it's not. Absolutely not. This is a sad and heartbreaking is what it is. And it's kind of fucked up that the the state has to get involved 
but at the same time, I feel I feel more bad that for for the relationship between these two than I do about. I hope his dad comes back to the house and beats the living fuck out of him with a belt. Sorry, it's very very likely to happen. <laughs> oh oh, there is one other detail I do need to mention. Yeah, um, this anger you're feeling right here, mm-hmm. it, you're not alone. Um, this kid is in hiding right now because he's a, he's he's a, he's scared for it's his life. It's not right now. this kid. Yeah. It is the ideology he, just, that is brewing in this country. It is something that if it's not dealt with now, it's going to become an infestation of our population. This is what is going to kill America. And I'm telling you, people, if you're not listening to me, you better start listening now because it's only getting worse. And if you haven't woken up and stepped outside of your front porch and seen what's going on in the world, you're living under a fucking rock. You really are. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger to a point to where I finally I finally got to meet one of these Karens at a local Cracker Barrel when I went to breakfast one morning. Was standing in line. Oh, did okay? <laughs> Didn't have a mask on six feet from this guy. He turns around. Well, can you please scoot back? Motherfucker, I'm already six feet from you. I'm not moving from this spot. And if you're not happy with having to deal with somebody that's standing next to you in a restaurant, goddamn, fucking order Uber Eats. Order Uber Eats. <laughs> have this shit delivered to you. Don't go out in society and cause more problems Some because you don't want be somebody right. in your fucking personal space. Motherfucker, I'm six feet from you. I'm six feet from you. <laughs> and you got the gauze to say something. Imagine that guy on the on the hill. What 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 war was that where they all they all had to climb the hill? Hamburger Hill. No, no, I'm oh. talking about overseas in World War Two. Um where they all stormed the beach. Normandy. Normandy. Thank you. Imagine this guy on Normandy Beach, going to Normandy Beach and having to storm the, like, can you imagine? This motherfucker would fall on his own goddamn cock and break the motherfucker (laughs) and be sent home with a fucking, with a purple heart. Yeah, no. Here's, no, no, he'd he'd be the first motherfucker. Get the shit out of here, man. These kids. No, no, he hops out of the amphibious vehicle and and the first thing he does is get in his pocket. I would shoot him. He starts strapping on his mask. (laughs) Meanwhile, people around him are blowing up and they're already storming. Ah! He's like trying to trying to adjust his mask just right, get it just just so, and then he turns around and realizes, never mind. Maybe that maybe that's the move. <laughs> maybe that's the move. All right, bring up our comments here for just a moment here. You may not want to read the comments. No, it's all <laughs> I don't good. Know. It's all good. So so, uh, Lady Della says, show your daughter this kid's hypocrisy. Show her how to research, how to find out if stories are true in the media. It will go a long way to teaching her critical thinking. Um, Krista says, which is still the definition of some. Okay, because uh, that means that there is still a small portion of that that does understand loyalty and respect. Yeah, I would say I would say there's still a pretty decent amount of people that it's do It's a lot of art that people don't even know how to do anymore. It, it, it's a thing that it is not taught. It, it's not, it is not exemplified. So as exciting as this story is, I do need to make sure we have time to roll into the main topic of the night or I would be kind of a... Uh, falsely drawing people into the <laughs> to the story because um, we do have an, one more article to cover and before I start that I do want to let people know that we will be having a live stream a live uh, phone shit we will be having our live private group member only zoom call to discuss these topics after the fact so if you guys do if you guys feel strongly about this and want to discuss it be sure to head over to our discord i ain't gonna the, have a lot to say the link <laughs> the, the links are down below if you guys want to join our discord that's where i will be posting the link that and telegram so other than that if you if you're not in the telegram if you're not in the in the discord uh you don't get the link so there be that let me head on into the final story of this evening um there is a and y'all may have heard of this. Uh, uh, this is this one we tried to, this is to from, get through? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was the AOC thing. No, yeah. this was it. This was the one we were going to oh, try to. Okay. Yeah, we haven't even started that. <laughs> so, um, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. This is from Time Magazine. Time is fucking stupid. And before we get started, so you guys can. Bunch of fucking morons. Yeah, so so you guys can get a sense of what we're about to read. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, of course, but it, just so you can get a sense. I, I wrote some alternative headlines for this story. Time's a piece of shit. So headline. that way you can get an idea what you're about. So alternate headlines for this story. Could Times have, can suck my dick. Yeah, Go ahead. No, that's none of those are it. I Anthony's know. a terrible headline writer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet when it comes to orgies, I'm fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the 25, 25 man ones. <laughs> the, the merry-go-round of love. <laughs> I think you may have... <laughs> So, oh. what kind of merry-go-round has 25 dudes in it <laughs> a pretty gay one <laughs> alright so alternate titles for this story could be the guide to redefining words from rigging to fortifying or the politically ignorance guide to establishment power and corruption or dear Biden voters we manipulated you and here's how we did it or how we supported the will of the people as long as those people voted correctly or how to Paint Flowery Pictures of Corruption, a makeup tutorial for dead bodies. And then, last but not least, uh, we brag about stealing the election, and you hate Trump so much, you won't notice. <laughs> so let's begin, shall we? <laughs> I should be a head headline writer for a Time magazine. I think that's a, it's a calling of mine. You would be fired in the middle of your interview. I would. I would. <laughs> it's like, guys, I wrote some articles that actually reflect what I'm about to read. All right. Oh, they even went through the trouble of making this fancy little graphic and everything. God, they put so much work into this. So, a weird thing happened right after November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for... Uh, bear with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Before we comment, I'm going to go ahead and read through the first little intro section. Okay, and then we'll, we'll, we'll break it apart from there. Um, if you want to read the whole article, it's over on time. Whatever. I've probably got the link somewhere. I don't know. Anyway, the nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take the streets, uh, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. In a poll before the election day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. Instead, an eerie quiet descended. Ooh, As, yeah, I love the way they paint the pictures. The hush great. falls over the empty streets. As President Trump refused to concede, the response was not mass action but crickets. When media organizers called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's First after. of all, most Trump supporters were probably at work the next day, and you're not going to find everybody out in the streets protesting. So the second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede to the president. Uh, sorry, to the president something felt amiss. Uh, let's make that bigger for you. Like, like it's trying to... It was very, very strange. Bigger, 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 bigger. Trump said on December 2nd, within days of the election. Okay. So, Trump said something felt amiss. It was very strange, Trump said on December 2nd. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. The article goes on to say, in a way, Trump was right. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formed 
I'm sorry, the pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO. Uh, published on election day, both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain, inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protest, in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. The handshake between businesses and laborers was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election in extraordinary shadow effort dedicated to not winning the vote, but ensuring it would be a free and fair, credible and corrupted election. For more than a year, <laughs> right, for more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled up, scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contribu contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all. A failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that had been a hallmark of Americans since the founding. Remember that phrase, democratic self-governance, okay? Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions of public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recorded, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and used data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how to vote would, or so how the vote would count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. <laughs> After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. Quote, the untold story of the election is, is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy. It's very foundation, said Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the board of the Voter Protection Program. I think I'm almost at the end of that. Oh, Jesus. I didn't know it was no, quite that long. No, it was, yeah, it's a, it's a long article. I didn't know the, the opening was quite that long. There's a, there's a part I, I need to get to. So for Trump and his allies, yeah, uh, I believe this is the part I needed here. So for Trump and his allies, we're running their own campaign to spoil the election. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a Democratic plot and the election would be rigged. His henchmen at the state level sought to block their use. You see how they're setting this up, like the good guy, bad guy thing they're setting up yeah. here. This, this, this false dichotomy, as usual. Um, so basically, they're, they're just laying out Trump's plan there, what, what they were trying to combat against. Okay, The democracy campaigners watched with alarm. Quote, every week we felt like we were struggling to try to pull off this election without the country going through a, a real dangerous moment of un unraveling, says former GOP representative Zach, uh, Zach Womp, a Trump supporter who helped coordinate a bipartisan election protection council. He says we can look back and say this thing went pretty well, but it was not at all clear in September and October that it was going to be this easy. Uh, the case that it was going to be the case. Uh, this is the inside story of the conspiracy. Oh, this is the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election based on access to the group's inner workings. Never before seen documents. Okay. Um, okay. So this final paragraph here, and then we'll begin discussion. Um, th that's why the participants wanted the secret history of the 2020 election 
told, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, a well-funded cabal of powerful people ranging across industries and ideologies, working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. I like how they said, even though it sounds like a paranoid fever dream, and lists exactly what the rest of the article is. They were not rigging the election, they were fortifying it, and they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that democracy in America endures. Remember that phrase I, I said a minute ago to remember? Mm-hmm. What, what was the phrase again? Democratic self-governance. Uh, but they said they believe the public needs to understand the system's fragility in order to ensure that the democracy endures. Hmm, Interesting. Very interesting. So there's there's a lot in that article. You, if you have not read it, please do. It's a very very uh, lengthy, in depth uh, article explaining exactly how the election was rigged, how these different parties came together to actually <laughs> do exactly what to do exactly what they've been accused of all this time. Swamp Cleaner says it was to ensure a proper outcome. Yeah, yeah, and and again, that headline was a. Uh, how we supported the will of the people as long as those people voted correctly. That's what it should have been called. So that's, that's the entire thing just reads like a, a damn, uh, uh, <laughs> it's funny because there's a lot of people and I, and I went through Twitter comments section and I was reading through some of the things that they were saying. And it's like, some of these people were reading this and, and really buying it hook, line and sinker and saying that basically, well, th- this is how we had to do it. This, this is, this is the way it had to be done. Um, and they're just, it's like so weird. Like the, the way they're able to read, like, it's like, I'm saying, Hey, everybody on the Democratic side. Um, I know my opponent's been saying I'm a mass murderer and I actually am a mass murderer, and these are the things I've been doing. Here's the bodies. They're hanging behind me, and yet the dem- the Democratic people are seeing this on full display, and they're still trying to justify it in their minds. Mm. Like, they're still going, well, I'm sure you had a good reason for it. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure you meant well. I'm sure that, the, you know, th- those guys were probably really evil dudes anyway, so, you know, I forgive you. I forgive you, and, and like, there's no freaking way. There's no way that this election was not rigged. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> to what extent, we'll never know. But and then they you know. they just out and, and now this is what I'm this is what I cannot get around my mind. And maybe y'all can help me with this in the comments there. But I can't. Why? Why? Why would you? Why would you print this? Like if you just got away with murder, unless you really. I mean, I've. I mean, we've we've heard of serial killers that can't wait to tell the world about their crimes and what the, all the stuff they did. Uh, we know about narcissists that need to get the credit for their, their deeds and their, the things that they've done. Um, we, we know, we know that people also sometimes feel guilty about the wrongs that they did do and they feel the need to publicly say it. That's what that feels like to me that they've kind of felt guilty for doing it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry for calling all you deplorables and liars and, you know, a bunch of Nazis and racists and, 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 Turns out you guys were actually correct the whole time, and we feel really bad about that. But you see, we needed to do that. We needed to. We, I mean, our our entire country was going to collapse if we didn't. You got to understand, we had no choice. We had to interfere. There you have it, folks. I, I couldn't stop reading it. That's how the twenty twenty election ended, <laughs> or how it was stolen. So that's that's just my personal belief. But whatever. Yeah. Scroll on up and see what we got going on in the comments. Let's see what we got in the comments. 
Anyway, uh, uh, keep going. Oh, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, let's see. I can. So uh, Ben from Facebook says Dems obviously cheated. They just think everyone is retarded, and unfortunately, it looks like half half our country is retarded. Ben, Ben, I have a feeling you might be correct. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody that is actually mentally handicapped or anything like that, because. This is worse than that. This is this is this is a whole brand of stupid. This is a whole brand of ostrich <laughs> head in the sand, stupid cognitive bias crap. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. To to I don't know. Anthony says I think Daniel is sexy. Thank you, Anthony, from YouTube. Very nice. This is this is what you were doing while I was trying to have a conversation <laughs> with you. I've never done that before. That's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, man. I, I just so, that, swamp uh, cleaner says it's okay. They were looking out for us. Plebes, us plebes were <sighs> unaware that Trump was evil. They did us a service, and we should appreciate everything they've done. They saved the country, guys. Okay, that is sarcasm. I know Harry. I've been on his show. He's called Harry the Swamp Cleaner for a reason. Yeah, that was the most sarcasm. I, I think that that wins the award for the most sarcasm in the comment section today. <laughs> Lady Della responds. Oh, and we show our gratitude for the. Government looking out for us with compliance without question, no matter how stupid the mandates for masks. Hey, if you guys get a chance, go over to uh, Harry the Swamp Cleaner's page and and uh, subscribe to him. I'm actually going to do an interview with him next week. So, so Rico says the uns the, sorry the stolen election was meant to be obviously stolen. It's part of the script. The purpose was to delusion conservatives. Now all truthers are being labeled as domestic terrorists by design. Well, they were being labeled domestic terrorists before this entire article came out. So what was the move there? That seems like a really weird move to make. Dude, I just love how people throw around words now. Throw around domestic terrorism. They throw around yeah. racism. It and, doesn't make any bigotry sense. Bigotry. Yeah. Uh, you're a bigot because I don't agree with your ass. You're racist. It's, you're it's, a Nazi. It is, it is interesting to see people throw I'm around. I'm offended. I'm sensitive little bitch. They, so you're a Nazi. They throw around labels. It, 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 it's, it's very... Um, it, it, it speaks to an entire generation of people who have not really had to suffer the consequences of their actions. No, they haven't gone through real life experiences when it comes to racism. When yeah. it comes to actual things i've gone through racism because i've dealt with racism the things that they do the and the things that, people, that they say the, the things they do and the things they say they almost like expect like they don't expect it to have any impact on their life or they don't expect any uh, any any kind of retaliation or any kind of like like everything's going to be okay we're we're in a safe room full of puppies and kitties and i can you know just vomit my ideology all over everybody else and call everybody else all these names and nothing's going to happen. You know, I sat there and I dealt with that shit when I was a kid. I didn't fucking hang on to it. I didn't, I didn't play the victim card when people pushed me in traffic and called me a, a, you know, a fucking nigger and, and all this other shit and a wet back. You know what I did? I grew up. I grew up. I knew what the words meant. I knew what racism in detailed. It's not a good thing. You grow up, you forgive people, you move on, you don't hang on to it, you don't play a victim, you don't You don't get that victim mentality to think that you're entitled to something now, no, right, right. you grow up, grow the fuck up people, this society needs a good kick and swift in the ass, because it doesn't even understand what the term fucking racism even means anymore, you just throw it around, just throw it around, 
calling people bigots and Nazis. Motherfuckers, you don't even know what a Nazi is. You, you think that you do, but you don't. So from the comments, Rico Sorry. says, no, no, people that, no, you're fine. People aren't even into Q and left-right paradigm issues uh, are, thrown, are thrown under the same label. Man, I wish I could, was a guest right now. It's not just word salad. I have a ton of info. Okay, well, um, I can't bring you on the show right now, but we do have a private Zoom call after the show. Feel free to hop in there and join us. The link will be posted in the Discord. It will also be mm-hmm. posted on the uh, Telegram channels if you want to join that. It's it's private for group members only. Um, yeah, and Lady Della would like you to join us as well. She will be there. I know, Ben. I said a no, no, but you know what? That that's 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 real shit. That that really happened to me. It's not like I'm I'm you know I'm just trying to make a point of of yeah yeah. It's not things like that just, transpired. You know, like, yeah. He's he's being edgy and just trying to use the n word and yeah, try to get I, away with it. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I think he's actually quoting his attackers uh, in this case. Yeah, I think that I was, should be okay. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Swamp Cleaner Harry says the authoritarians are trying to astroturf a new culture. 1920, Germany was crazier than it is now, but we're on the path. Patricia says, I will not be there tonight. Daniel. Okay, fine. We didn't want you to be there. Harry's going to join us. Even Harry's joined us. Swamp Cleaner. I think it'd be the first time, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen him on the Zoom call. Yeah. All right, make sure you're there, bud. Um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I was wanting to go a lot more into this article. I had a bunch of things highlighted to, to cover specific quotes. Well, this we dude, can always talk about. Dude, so. y'all, y'all need to read it. I'm telling you, go through and, and read this article. and just, we and just talk and, about and, orgies instead. I, that's, no, that's fine. I am okay with that. This show has been on two extremes tonight. I know. We you, have I, don't, gone I, don't like, think you, I don't think you've ever been as happy and mad in the same episode ever. I, I need a Xanax. <laughs> See you later. Next yeah, week. Harry, go over to Discord, look for the Zoom link over in announcements, and then we'll just we'll file on in. Yep. Well, I'm already here, but you'll see it. Yeah, we're already here. All right. Bye. Bye, guys.